0: Hey there, Green Future Growers! Thanks for joining us today. If you're new to the show, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes or your favorite Android app, and let's get growing. Hey everyone! So it is Wednesday, Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. I am walking. So sorry if I'm huffing and puffing. My dogs in the woods. I signed up to do. So there's a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I descent virtual run walk. Um the one I signed up for is 87 miles. I'm walking it all although I did run on my treadmill yesterday. Um before election day. But there's also a a 5K which is only 3.1 miles. If you still want to join, it's twenty nine dollars. You get cool bling, a t-shirt and a medal and a certificate or something, a bib number, I don't know. Uh, I always love the bling, but it's really inspired me to try to do 87 miles. I'm You don't do it all in one day at all. You can log in as you go. So I think I'm like, I have 29 miles done. So I have 48 to do. I'm walking seven today. So that'll bring me down to 41. I've been walking seven miles mostly once a week since June. So for the challenge, I've been trying to do it twice a week. Plus with my dogs, it helps. Um, my puppy can be loose. It's pretty, there's nothing around where I'm walking. (laughs) The animals really aren't here because there's no berries. There's no water. It's pretty desolate, although they are going to shut the road off because there, I guess there's an elk herd and it's calving season pretty quick. Anyway, I just listened to my interview I did with Tori Glass from Wade Homework on my birthday, or that I released on my birthday um, because I just finished reading, uh, several books. And I just feel like, as they say repeatedly, you know, what can white allies do? And I want you white ally, I, I keep, I need to keep speaking about this. And I, I might replay my interview with Leah Prenneman from Soul Fire Farm. And, uh, there's another one, um, from the girl from New York, um, Annika Abrams. Um, to replay those about food justice um but I wanted to get on the phone oh to talk about so we're not I'm talking to Tori she talks about this book called Dying of Whiteness um that I finished reading which oh it was hard to make it through it is a very research laden statistical book he does put in some interviews he starts out I think so there's three it's like Part one, part two, and part three. Part one is about, like, um, gun rights. He compares, like, two states that are next to each other. I want to say, like, Kansas and Missouri. Um, And I want to say... I should look up the actual thing, but it's like... You're 13 times more likely to die from a gunshot wound... If you're a white person and you have a gun in your house... Than any other people. (laughs) Like, but yet... They completely, like... And there were lots of people that were, like, so into gun rights. But yet, they definitely, you know, they were, like... He would go to these, like, suicide support groups. And, like, people who knew somebody who died of suicide from shooting themselves with their own gun. And he'd be like, yeah, I think guns should be locked up. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not voting for that kind of legislation. You know? So, just weird. And then there was one about schools... Um, You know, principals and superintendents talking about trying to fund their schools on lower budgets because people won't, you know, what's changed um, in Kansas or something. And then the last one was like, I think, Tennessee and Kentucky comparing who took the Affordable Care Act expansion and who didn't, and talking to people like in Tennessee who were having poor life outcomes, like they needed to go get tests for diabetes, or they need to go get their liver checked, or they need to go get this. But they weren't going because they sure as heck didn't support their governor um signing on for the expanded Medicaid. And like their neighbors in Kentucky who did sign on for it, like how much better their outcomes from. And you probably heard me talk the other day how Montana I am just so thankful. Like, all the people that work at Head Start right now are eligible to have health insurance. Um, whereas we were not eligible when we worked there back in two thousand two seven two thousand eight 2008 through the Affordable Care Act. And they're going to get kicked off again if um, we lose the Affordable Care Act. So, I mean, I just... I, I don't know if it's because I worked in health insurance in high school and I saw all the wasted dollars we got paid as claims examiners to throw out people's claims. And like, if you have all the there's, there's a thing called UNP, it's a usual and customary, UNC, I don't know. Like, there is a chart that already says, this is how much we're going to pay for this procedure, this is the diagnosis blah, blah, blah. You have to have to get this procedure and we're going to pay. And and there's a standard that all health insurance companies go by and then they spend billions. Like, well, we're going to pay extra for this person at this company and we want, you know, whatever. But basic Medicare, like there's so much money lost just administering. Whereas if it just went through Medicare and we just had a, a, a single, you know, claim comes in, doctor says, this person has the flu, here's the code, they need to get Robitussin, over the med, whatever, I have no idea, you know, they broke their arm, they need a cast, they need a set, they need an x-ray, blah, 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 you know, like, they have all these things all figured out, and it's just simple, I mean, it's just like, it's just as absurd as voting, Mike and I voted, it was so easy, there's a, you know, name on the outside of your envelope, they, you seal your ballot in a sealed envelope, it's just like when you're at the poll, you put that sealed envelope in the other envelope. I have a tracking number so I can check online. I'm only going to get one of those envelopes, you know, in the mail. I'm not going to get two of those envelopes unless I said, you know, like if somebody stole it and I never got it. And I was like, hey, where's my envelope? Then they might track it down. But it's just like absurd. There's no problem with voting by mail. The problems we have to worry about is like voter suppression and not the polling sites like Tori and I talked about. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to get on the mic and check in. Can you believe our tomatoes are still ripening down in the garden? Like it is crazy. Now we are getting weather reports of snow. I made the most delicious salsa and the most delicious tomato sauce. I got onions down at the turpin farm. Um, food stand to put with my tomatoes. I got some garlic um, and then I got some salsa. I found this awesome salsa recipe. I'll try to share it. Uh, The one thing I didn't do, I didn't know, you have to peel tomatoes or they can get bacteria for canning. So I couldn't can. I couldn't can any of it. Mike was going to can it for me, but then (laughs) when I go back and he's like, well, what does the recipe say? How long? And it says you must peel the potatoes because of bacteria and so I'm gonna freeze them um or I might just eat it because I didn't get I got three two and a half quarts of salsa and I think three quarts of tomato sauce um and then I kind of drained them and I made like a tomato broth liquid that I feel like I can save for soups um oh, but the salsa recipe I've never made such good salsa homemade salsa all our own tomatoes I put cilantro, lime garlic, chili peppers, um some of our bell peppers that we grew that I pretty much grew. So I'm pretty excited about my tomatoes. We got a lot of tomatoes this year. So uh what else can I tell you? Um I don't know. Have a good day. Did you see the mountain lion video? <laughs> I am like scared to go in the woods where the mountain lions <laughs> I'm much more scared of a mountain lion than a bear. Although we've had a bear. Like you should see the pile of bear poop full of apples. He keeps wrecking the chicken pen and Mike has to go refix it. And the chickens just come in every night and sleep in our bathtub right now until he gets a permanent bear-proof shelter. And then we're going to put um, electric fencing around it. Maybe some solar electric like Ron was talking. It's just, oh my gosh, Mike has so much to do between harvesting and processing and we picked all the apples, so we have like three five-gallon buckets of apples in the kitchen floor. It's a good thing the bear doesn't go in the kitchen and um, a giant thing of plums and two five-gallon buckets of pears. He did, the the bear did snap the pear tree because I think there were two pears way up on top that I couldn't um, reach from the ladder and I should have left the ladder up for Mike, but I didn't. And so he broke the pear tree, snapped a couple of apple trees. Uh, but for the most part, and then again, the chickens are sleeping in the bathtub in little portable cages till we fix the chicken house for good. What else did my t- Oh, we got a wood splitter. So he's been on the firewooding splitting wood thing too. Plus, still harvesting carrots, still harvesting potatoes. Um, Just, we had a phenomenal season. So I hope you had a phenomenal season. I hope you loved the interview with Erica Nolan. I hope you loved I think you're going to like some of these next episodes coming out with Eileen Catrone who's getting the Golden Listener of the Year Award. There's a great one with Joey and Holly Baird from the Wisconsin Vegetable Farmer. Um, This woman, Mary O'Neill who's a teacher. Um, This woman, Pascal, who teaches you about raising chickens from down in Florida. She's from France. She has the coolest story. Uh, Kathy. Oh, my gosh. I've been going to Laugh Yoga. She does on Tuesday morning. She's up in Toronto. It is so fun. Uh, She got me on the, it's like 600 sit-ups. A half hour of laughing is the equivalent of like 600 sit-ups. So, anyway, hey, I'm at the end of my 3.6 miles across and now i gotta go back so i'm gonna go take a break by the river with the dogs um have a wonderful day and if you want to join me again for the ruth bader ginsburg i descent they ask you to like donate some extra money to like one of her charities or something you can pick a charity i didn't do that i just signed up to run the race in her name and uh It would be fun if you wanted to join me. Like, you can just do the 5K three miles. I'm sure you could do that before Election Day. You do not have to do it all in one day. So, have a wonderful October. Hey, listeners. Sorry if it's a little loud. Again, I'm driving in my car. Where else do I like to make audio recordings? Walking, hiking, or in my car? But... I realized the other day I started talking about my interview with Tori Glass from White Homework. And the books I wanted to tell you about, I told you about Dying from Whiteness, which was the book that she recommended. I still haven't read the other one she was talking about was... um, when affirmative action was white or something. I haven't read that yet, but I did read these other two books. One is called when they call you a terrorist, which is by it's the memoir by one of the founders of the actual black lives movement. Um, you know, that started with a hashtag out of Trayvon Martin. I thought it was excellent. I loved it so much. I read it twice and I bought four copies to give to friends and family. Like I feel like that book epitomizes what it's like to be black in America. She is, I think, she was born in 1984, I think. So she grew up um, in Van Nuys, California, um, during Ronald Reagan's oppressive, um, you know, three strikes, you're out, and just a lot of um, things. You know, we've, we've come a long ways from there. But yet, as you know, you watch the news, you say, you know, obviously with George Floyd, Whatever I've heard people complain that he was on drugs and blah, 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 whatever. The guy was in handcuffs um, and that man, that cop murdered him, you know, eight minutes with his knee on his neck. Like they should have done something else. When you hear the stories about what that woman, what happened to her brother. And again, the hashtag came out, I think after the Trayvon Martin case where, you know, here's a kid with Skittles and a nice tea. And is shot down by that guy in Florida who I don't understand how the stand your ground, like how he could not be, but whatever. Um, you know, again, we're not supposed to be talking about that, but I would highly recommend that book. And then the other one I finished that's a lot easier of a read is called I'm Still Here, which is by this other black woman who grew up, um, Oh, dang. I just read the whole book like yesterday and like one day. It's a much shorter read. Um, She's a preacher. I want to say outside of Chicago. Um, But anyway, those two books I highly recommend. And so I just, again, I feel like as they say, this is a white person's problem to solve. Um, I'm also reading a really good book about our prison system. I do realize that I interrupted Tori when she was talking. We never really did get through a restorative justice conversation. But, you know, I just feel like our prison system, that we need to be more compassionate, that we need to, you know, the Black Lives Matter woman talks a lot about her brother. Um, has like mental health issues and at one point he has like a fender bender with this white woman an accident and she ends up charging he gets charged with terrorism because he scared the white woman it's like totally like the amy cooper whatever her name is in central park like he's yes this man is this is a black man now they had an accident and he is screaming at her But he's in the middle of an episode and he wants his medication. It's very hard for them to keep him on his medication. It's hard for him to keep a job after he gets out of prison. Like he has a lot of mental health issues. And, you know, there's an issue in our country right now that we are debating, um, you know, with the Affordable Care Act, like mental health, like, this is the thing that drives me crazy. Like, if I can get Blue Cross Blue Shield for $225 through the expanded Medicaid program, everybody should be able to get that. And nobody should have to pay $750 for their insurance premium. Like, we can do this. Wouldn't you rather them pay $750 for your medical, only have to pay $225 for your medical? And we could all be covered under a better healthcare program? Like, it just drives me crazy. They're not saying that taxpayers have to pay more. You're already paying more. You're paying... You're probably paying your insurance company. Your employer is paying this much to your insurance company. And we could all pay less, you know, and all be covered. Like, other countries are doing this. Yeah, maybe they pay a little higher taxes in Canada. But um, they're not paying the $700, you know, for their health insurance either. So, you know, you're going to pay for it somewhere else. Why not have everybody covered, everybody getting the care? you know, that Congress gets. You know, that's what we all deserve. We all deserve basic... Like, I love the Montana Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, I feel like we should all be able to come up with... Anyway, um, I forgot where I was going with this. So, I wanted to mention those two books. Um, if you're looking for something, if you're not sure, if you want to be a white ally... You know, and then the, the hard thing with the Black Lives Matter woman, you know, what I've been hearing a lot of people say, what can white allies do? I listen to this one podcast, these two white guys are always like, what can we do as white allies? And what I hear a lot of colored people, black people say, you can believe my story. We just want to be believed. We don't want to have to prove to you that our stories are true. Oh, the the woman I'm still here, she talks a lot about what it's like to be a black woman in the workplace, how she's had these jobs and people like she actually talks about like going through her day at eight o'clock and how she constantly has to defend herself as a black woman where these other white people, you just have to read it, but she does a really good job. I feel like of explaining what it's like to be oppressed as the only black woman in her office um, she's worked in several different offices. Mostly she works for like Christian foundations because she's a minister. Her degree is like, you know, as a pastor, a religious person, and she does run these diversity trainings. Um, I don't know. It's just interesting to me. So I think those are good resources because, again, when George Floyd was murdered, he, everybody I felt like said read Black, White Fragility. And I think these other stories are better resources that I would recommend reading. Anyway, hope you're having a wonderful day. Again, if you have any questions about voting, um, there were several referendums. You know, in Montana, I know at least, you can just vote for president and leave the rest of it blank. You can vote for senator. You can vote for... You don't have to worry. Like, if you don't know what to do on a referendum, there were plenty of referendums. I left blank because I just... Really either didn't have an opinion or they were written, written, so poorly that I was like, I don't know. Like what, two of the referendums in Montana were about like these things that they said that passed back in 2019 and they wanted to amend the constitution. So the constitution said the same thing as what passed. I don't know. I couldn't, there was no like really arguments for or against. So I just left it blank. I was like, I don't know enough. There's always judges after doing a brief google search i was able to see that these judges were appointed by you know like our senator or our governor so i like our governor so i was like all right i am gonna vote for this judge i'm not gonna you know but it's just if you have any questions about your thing i can't guarantee i'm gonna know the answer but i will tr- you know try to at least help you find a resource certainly media literacy is my specialty finding good resources i feel like is something i'm really good at so hope you're enjoying beautiful. Um, weather fall in Montana is gorgeous. Um, and just stay safe, stay healthy. Did I tell you about the most delicious salsa? Yeah. I think I talked about my salsa and my tomato sauce. So I'll try to put the links to those recipes. Um, in the, I was surprised. Did I mention how surprised I was that the tomato sauce, like if you don't peel the tomatoes, you're not supposed to can it. I don't like, I love to eat the peel. I feel like they're so nutritious, you know, I wasn't going to throw that away. Um, Hope your garden's doing well. You're getting excited for next year. Have a great day. Check you by. Okay, here comes hopefully the third and last podcast, part of this little series, whatever, my update. So part of this is inspired by the Nobel Peace Prize for 2020 was given to the World Food Bank. The World Food Bank. And if you watch, I will put the link so you can see Democracy Now, Amy Goodman interview, um, the guy who got the prize, talk about how it is every American, it's on every one of us, that there are, whatever, 7 billion kids, or I don't know, that's how many people are on the planet, but there are so many kids and people right now that are starving to death, Literally, and, and then other kids that don't have food around this world. And it is America's responsibility as much as these other countries. But our sanctions on Yemen and Iraq or wherever, uh, watch the news. But anyway, that's where a lot of this, I feel like, ties in to um, the Green Organic Garden podcast. Because I know you care about food. I was also reading... uh this book that had some really good things about reparations. You hear a lot of Black Lives Matter people talk about reparations. What would reparations be? And he talked about actually helping black families. If you have a black employee, pay them extra. These are the kind of things you can do to make up. Maybe help with someone's college account. Buy a kid's school books. Buy a movie ticket in a nice movie theater for five kids or for a classroom to go to school. Like He had all these really cool... Ideas. Um, I think it's like some sermon to America. It's after Trump was elected. It's a very recent book. I think he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner or Pulitzer. Uh, Is his name Eric Dyson? He's like a pastor. I don't know. But I just wanted to say a lot of this podcast you're hearing today that's been three parts. Again, I'm walking. I'm actually running. I'm really thinking about starting a podcast called Running for Confidence, Run for Your Country, the patriotic podcast for runners or whatever. And you don't have to run. You can walk. That's part of what it's like secrets that I wish I knew when I was 13, but I just feel like I don't know about you guys, but I struggle with my weight during this pandemic, working at home on my computer, like when COVID, when we were first shut down last March, I gained 15 pounds, five pounds in March, five pounds in April, five pounds in May. By June, I gained 15 pounds. I was like, this has to stop. So I hired a uh, a fitness trainer to help me. And since then, um, at least I didn't start, I wasn't gaining five pounds a month anymore. And I've kind of knocked five of that back off. Um, and so. And and I love running, and I I feel like it's like secrets I wish I would have known when I was thirteen. But I don't run every day, and like I love training for the Missoula half marathon because I really mostly only run four months from March to the marathon in July or the last week in June, and then the rest of the year I walk. You know, so that's one of my secrets is like you still need to walk forty five minutes every day or as close to that as you can get even when you're in training. But really, you only have to run during training, although well, I've been running again this last week or two. Like, I know so many myths about using a treadmill. Like, I don't know, there's just a lot of secrets. And I was like, it's funny because it was like the first PDF I made. Like, I wanted to start the Running for Confidence podcast. It was just going to be like a two-week course way back in 2014 before I even started the Organic Gardener podcast. But anyway, off topic, but... I do implore you to watch the Democracy Now! video about the World Food Program and do what you can do to help reduce hunger in the world. There's no excuse in 2020 for kids to be starving to death. What's happening in Yemen is atrocious. That we have, you know, I was re-listening to the Tory Glass thing, it was like on the news that day in LA, so that was like my birthday or right before my birthday, July, last week in July, 66,000 homeless people in Los Angeles, like... We can do better. And one of the things I love about you listeners, I know you think that way too. So I hope you will vote your conscience. Vote for the Affordable Care Act. So important. Again, um, last year when I was teaching full-time, Blue Cross Blue Shield would have cost me $750. But because as a teacher, you know, I only take home 2300 bucks a month. So I was able to get it for um, $250. $250 a month. Um, you know, that's what the Affordable Care Act does for people, for teachers who are only making $32,000 a year. I'm, you know, totally being transparent here. That was my contract. My gross, my take home was 2300 bucks, And then I paid 250 out of pocket. So then I got like $2,100 after I paid for my insurance. And, uh, and, the, and so if you're voting against the Affordable Care Act, you're voting for people like me, to not be able to have that insurance. Or I could have got the school plan, which was $330 with a $6,000 deductible and none of the you know, basic preventative care that the Cross Blue Shield pays for. Anyway, thanks for listening. Do you know someone who would benefit from the Organic Gardener podcast? If you like what you hear, we'd love it if you'd share the Organic Gardener podcast with a friend. Thanks again for listening and remember, grow local.